All right, guys, welcome back to the Phalanx Arms podcast. Uh, we talk about all things precision rifle, uh, including gear matches, and talk with some awesome people uh, in the industry. And on full-length episodes like this, I try to bring on really cool people that are doing some pretty exceptional things and pick their brain about how they're doing it. So all I ask in return is if you learn something or we make you laugh or you find value in the episode, share the show with someone. And today, we have the international champion, the German giant, the Bavarian badass, Seppo Six. And uh, so last year was Seppo's first year in the PRS, and he's already accomplished some pretty uh, phenomenal things, and he's about as genuine of a guy that you can that you can be around. So Seppo, thank you very much for coming on, and welcome. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you for having me. It's Absolutely. Honor. So for those that haven't got a chance to meet you yet, uh, give us a, a little brief introduction of yourself. Uh, yeah, there is not much to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Joseph Sixth coming from Bavaria. That's the most southern part of uh, Germany. So I'm living close to the borderland uh, to Austria in the mountains. Uh, I, I grew up on a on a little farm down here um i'm 46 years old i have four kids three daughters one boy i'm luckily married with a wife that uh let let me do what i do um and i love shooting awesome awesome I, it's one of my it's a bucket list thing for me to come to germany uh i got to go to vienna uh a handful of years That's ago but we didn't get to make it up to germany yeah, I mean, uh, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm Bavaria, especially Bavaria. I mean, I grew up with uh, with the 10th Special Forces Group out of Bartels. So 10th Special Forces Group was based in Bartels till 1991. And we okay. grew up with, with you guys, with your soft guys there. So uh, it was the second nicest base outside the United States behind Okinawa. Wow. And that means something. I mean, the, the landscape here is beautiful. We comp you can compare it to Montana, just smaller. So the, the valleys oh. are tighter. Uh, the mountains not as high. But uh, okay. you have you have hot hot summers and, and cold winters with a lot of snow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. I I would so because there's there's some so part of the new uh, European series that y'all have starting up this year. It, there's matches. There's two or three matches in Germany, isn't there? No. Uh, no? Uh, I mean, there is a PRS uh, division or German, Germany as a PRS country. Yeah, it's signed. It's uh, uh, Moritz Meyer has it, the guy who's traveling with me a lot. Um, no. But uh, from from technical side, it's it's import it's it's impossible to shoot matches here in Germany. We usually have hundred meter ranges, so uh, hundred and five yards, hundred seven yeah. yards, something like that. So hundred meter yard, uh, uh, ranges. The longest we can shoot are three hundred meters. Uh, and uh, since one and a half years, two years, the German army quit to to let civilians shoot on their shooting ranges. On, on the long range distances. So there is not really a possibility to shoot long range beyond 100 meter and, and more seldom 
Uh, three hundred meter. So, wow, so y'all, so civilians used to have access to the military bases to go shoot. Uh, to their or... shooting ranges, to their shooting places, to the, the the big places where they usually shoot heavy heavy calibers and, and stuff like that. This is how gotcha. I trained a lot over the last three years. A good friend of mine is running civilian courses or did run civilian courses there. He's a former comrade of mine. Uh, but uh, the German army quit it. And just to be honest, the worst place on earth to shoot is probably Germany. <laughs> for uh, all the law restrictions, for, for, uh, for example, we have to put stamps on our barrels. So changing a barrel is a huge bureaucratic uh, monster. Uh, so do you do you have to apply for like a permit for every barrel uh, for for not only the barrel for the system for the bolt uh, the barrel so we have three stamps on your weapon that means they if you change something uh, something there um, and you do not have the same number and and if you have the same number on a new barrel means the old barrel has to be destroyed uh, officially destroyed and then you can put in the new barrel with the same number on it. And if you don't have the same number, it's an extra uh, slot in your papers. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, I could. So, so the bolt, receiver, and barrel, yep. all, all serialized. All, exactly. Yeah, that's pain in the ass. But uh, I mean, yep, we have to live with it. Right. I mean. It is Maybe, what, what about suppressors? Uh, we can run suppressors for hunting uh, purposes. So, as a civilian shooter, you're not yeah. allowed. As a civilian sport shooter, you're not allowed to have suppressors. I mean, this is something else nobody understands. But uh, uh, for hunting reasons, we are allowed because uh, for for uh, ear protection, dog ear protection, whatever uh, reasons uh, the we can buy as, as many as we want. But okay. uh, as a civilian sport shooter, you you don't. Okay, and this is just me playing devil's advocate a little bit. So how, how, how do you, I guess, prove that you're using it for hunting purposes versus sport shooting? Uh, I mean, from what I know, how you guys get your hunting license is just more a matter of... Uh, uh, shouting i i want and you get it and you sign a paper and you have it is it is it around about the the correct way like you guys have it yeah. in the united states here in germany we call the hunting license the green high school or college degree uh <laughs> it takes you one one and a half years depending on what you do for learning making tests written tests uh spoken tests shooting tests and uh you learn everything from from anatomy of a, of a wild animal, from all wild animals that's standing on the, on the hunting card, uh, up to trees, uh, plants, uh, law, you name it, you do it. Really? That's all part of your hunting laws. <laughs> exactly. As I said, it takes you it, it takes you around one one and a half years. I mean, you can you can compress it in in a three week course. But that means you start at seven o'clock in the morning, you end at seven o'clock in the evening, uh, and you learn half the night and uh, just to get the hours and, and wow. all the 
the um, teaching material into your brain. That's in, I mean, I don't think that should, I mean, from, I would hate to have to do that just to be able to hunt, but it is a kind of a cool thing to, I guess, I mean, if you're, to, I guess to be able to learn everything, you know, I mean, like you, you get here, very well educated. Let, yes. Let, just to be honest, you get, you get a lot of knowledge about, about, uh, theory and, and, and essayed plants, uh, trees, animals and stuff like that. But to be honest, I can't remember anything anymore because in the end, there's just a little part you really have to use and you need to use. Yeah. And, uh, whatever, whatever piece of plant is uh, sitting in front of you, that's nice, you know, as long as it's poison. Uh, but, but. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I I remember ducks. We we had to learn all the ducks that are available or or uh, um, reachable here in Germany, all of them. And I was pretty well in them. Nowadays, I know one or two of them still, huh. but, but the rest is gone. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, because I mean here you, yeah, well, at least in Texas, I'm not sure how it is all places, but I just dropped to Walmart pay 40 bucks for my hunting license for the year really are you kidding me uh, the payment the payment comes afterwards i mean uh, usually a uh, one-year hunting license costs you 50 euro bucks and a three-year hunting license costs you 150 euro bucks uh extra so uh i mean huh. the course the course costs you with all and everything two to two and a half thousand euros and wow. uh, then you pay 50 euros a year just to get the paper signed. And uh, then you don't have any weapon, no ammunition, and you haven't killed anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so do more. You, do you hunt? Yes, sir. What, what do you hunt? Um, my favorite uh, animal I love to hunt are boars. I love okay. hunting boars. And. Uh, not this sitting in a tree stand. Uh, I love driven hunts. So yeah, uh, I, I call it animation hunting because dogs animate the, 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 the boars to, to start running. And uh, if you have good dogs, uh, they running, they're running the right direction. And if you're luckily on the right position, you get them. And then it's, uh, that's, it's all on you. That's so cool. So what, what's your, what's your rifle setup for, that kind of hunt that's very untraditional uh, here, here in Bavaria we are very traditional on on our hunting stuff so plaza a plaza r8 is is the way to go to be traditional with with your loading hat and 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 so on yeah so i'm i'm running a dpms panther arms uh in 308 it's a compact hunter it was the lightest uh, 308 semi-auto gun I was able to find and to buy, so it uh, has a carbon carbon uh, forend and uh, has a suppressor on it and has a ten round magazine in it, uh, and it's a semi-auto, and it's lightweight. That I, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You went a totally different direction. Plumbers are usually I cover it. Of art. <laughs> I I usually cover it in a in an Evil Stock backpack so nobody sees it. And as soon as I'm outside, uh, I'm I'm free to go. Nobody's watching. And uh, oh, that's awesome! 
Uh, that's super cool. I I I I got to the I think it was the first time I went to Shot Show. Uh, we went to the Blazer booth, and that was kind of because they're not they're not real big over here. I mean, they have their scene for sure, but I had never messed with one, and they're they're pretty neat. For for what reason aren't they that big? I mean, they are the the biggest. In the German-speaking area of Europe, the, you have to buy a Blaser R8 or anything from Blaser just to be in the community, just to be the right hunter. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, honestly, I think the biggest reason is because they're expensive. Okay. Yeah, um, same here. But it's just a different style, you know. I mean, but I would say price is probably the biggest thing. Uh, okay, what what is the price for for a standard three oh eight Blaser R eight in in a uh, normal normal configuration? Not not too expensive. Not this leather wood stock thing with whatever. Uh, I'm looking it up real quick. Uh, the R eight. I think here you get it for three, three and a half thousand euros. Could it be? I, I don't that know. sounds about right. Uh, uh, looks like about $5,700. Woo. Well, that is expensive. So you get a custom build easily. Yes. For, for that. I mean, yeah. Depending I mean, on, so your, on your wishes. It's kind of like uh, like Accuracy International. I mean, you know, they're phenomenal rifles, uh, yeah. but they are they're not super popular over here. I mean, they have their own following, but yeah, you don't see a whole lot of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, my my long range career started with a Blasa R8 because I thought I have to buy myself a Blasa R8 in in a three hundred Win Mac. Uh, caliber and and uh, from there on, I thought I can start shooting long range. I mean, nowadays I still own the gun, but uh, the only thing from Blaza is is the, the receiver and the bolt. The rest yeah. is all not Blaza anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I have a a rifle. Is my the very first rifle I ever got is kind of the same thing. I. Uh, my parents got it for me when I graduated college and it was a, it was a Remington 700 uh, SPS tactical and 308. Uh, and uh, you know, it's like, oh, I got a Remington 700 and 308. I can shoot anything I want to. And uh, that, is, that is my very, that was my very first rifle too. And yeah. a short barrel 308. Uh, and I put it in an um, accuracy international stock. Nice. Still own the gun. It was yeah the very first thing, and this is the the gun I started hunting with. I mean, yeah, this was my first, my really first hunting rifle and my really self bought rifle. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and well, now it, what made me think of it is uh, that's how my that rifle is too. The only thing original on it now is the receiver. It. I sent it on. I had it blueprinted. GA Precision did a new barrel for it. Then a KRG chassis now. And 
<laughs> that's that's crazy in this yeah. sport or in this uh community yeah yeah i i i love it so okay so you you kind of slightly touched on it but you were you were in the army um I, how long how long did you do that or what what did you do i mean there's at least for what you can tell us i mean uh, uh i spent 12 years in the german army Okay. Uh, uh, most of the time I was in, uh, in soft units. So I started as a long range reconnaissance guy, uh, okay. on the international reconnaissance school down in Weingarten. So we had Brits there. We had us guys there. There were instructors. So we had, uh, instructors from the British SIS, uh, from the, from the U S special forces and so on. So then it was a NATO school and we were the German, uh, uh, we were a German reconnaissance company. That was based just in the same same village, different base, but the same village. So uh, I spent three years there. Then I changed to the German Army Parachute Team. Um, was in uh, uh, in Altenstadt, so that's a para school or a para trooper school down there. And I was wearing a, a sports suit whole day long. So we made 10, 10 jumps a day for training. Uh, we're done at uh, noon, and the rest of the day was done sport and and so on. And after after one and a half years, I decided to to do a selection for for another unit, and I went went to to a soft unit here in Germany um, till two thousand and eight. Then I left the army, still in reserve, um, and I'm mainly. I mean, I never, I never learned uh, a long-range shooting in the army. It was uh, during that time not my style of shooting. <laughs> I was used to pistols and then assault rifles. It okay. Was, during that time, more my my favorite. That uh, okay, dude. You that's you. You got a hell of a history for sure. Okay, so what's what pistols do you like? Um, Glocks. I mean, any kind of clock, uh, mainly nine mils, mainly nine mils. Uh, it's all about shoot placement. So uh, <laughs> nine mil, nine mil is my favorite, to be honest. 17, 26, 43, 34, 19, all whatever, whatever it is. All, all of them. All of them. I'm, I'm, yeah. The best would be all of them. Yeah. <laughs> clock, clocks uh, are my favorite. I mean, during in, in the unit we had, we had to use the, the um, Hecklon Koch USP. Yeah, uh, we call it P8 combat, so we had no safety on it. That was nice, but this double action, single action thing that was nice, but uh, you, you can't get used to it. But uh, as soon as we got clocks, clocks, I mean, nothing else on, on yeah. the market for duty. I mean, I don't have any experience in sport shooting uh, with with pistols, uh, but for for duty, for hard hard use, for not normal using <laughs> then glocks yeah, yeah they're, you down. they're tough to beat so okay so what got you into long range shooting and and then inevitably into the prs <clears throat> that is that is very easy explained um hunting was was the driven or yeah. the driving force behind that i mean um after i left the army i I created or started a company 
and we imported uh, material from the United States. So Evil Stock, Mystery Ranch, uh, Tactical Tailor, and, and so on. So I know Glenn Evely from Evil Stock very well. He was on my place, at my place a couple of times. I know Dana Gleason well. Uh, out of Montana, so I was on his place. He was in my place. Uh, we we know each other very well. And uh, in 2015, I was up there in Montana, Bozeman, Montana, for for uh, development exchange. Uh, I spent the uh, 14 days, and uh, uh, one of the guys there took me took me for pronghorn hunting. So he had a pronghorn tag, and uh, he was carrying a uh, 308 semi-auto. And I carried his heavy 300 Win Mac <laughs> bolt rifle gun there. And um, the first thing I recognized there is uh, I had my hunting license already here in Germany. He was running full metal jacket bullets in, in the magazine. And I asked him, hey, guy, do you guys don't use hunting ammunition? Uh, because it's, it's more effective. And the only, or the answer I got was, uh, it's all about shoot place, man. Hit the right place, they fall. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, so uh, we, we stalked to a few of the pronghorns there, and he said, there on the very left-hand side, this is the right one. Uh, tried to hit it the right place. And uh, it was a 440 meter shot, and I was addicted. So I came back home, bought my Blaser R8 in 300 Winmark, bought this DPMS Panther Arm semi auto rifle for driven hunts. And uh, with the Blaser rifle, it started. So I bought myself a Schmidt and Bender with, with, I mean, I started with a Zeiss class, but uh, it was not very suitable for for the things my former comrades told me and, and teach me. And, uh, and I went to a Schmidt and Bender, got a Trimmer 3, Radical, and from there on it started. And through my reserve, or maybe I didn't mention, but I'm still in reserve for the unit. And during my reserve training, I went with the snipers. And uh, they they teach me how to handle tremor radical, how to handle a castrel, how to read wind, how to do all and anything. Uh, and from there on, uh, I mean, Todd Hotnet is maybe a name. Uh, accuracy first out of Texas. Um, he's traveling the world to teach units uh, his craftsmanship. So. Um, we invited him, or the unit invited him. We went to Swiss, to Switzerland, and we were high angle shooting in the Swiss mountains. And I spent one week with him, and it was just impressive what he was able to explain, to show you, to teach you. And and, and then I was really addicted to to this kind of long range shooting. And and yeah, I mean, getting getting long range hunting experience. Uh, here in Europe was was not easy, but it was it, it is possible. And and um, then the next step was okay. What can I where can I train myself to become better in accurate long range shooting? And uh, a former comrade um, started doing little PRS matches out of Philipsburg. Uh, it's uh, West Germany, and okay. it was on a three on a three hundred meter range. So it was very limited. 
So we had tiny targets. We had a lot of uh, uh, stuff to disturb you in your in your process, but it was a lot of fun. So a lot of active and a lot of uh, former members came there. We shot, we had fun, and then I was totally addicted. So in 2022, 2022, I, st- I shot my very first international match down in Italy. I got, I got beat by the Italians, <laughs> like crap. <laughs> but again, it was fun. <clears throat> and then I uh, uh, looked around and uh, found, a, found a series uh, in Slovakia and Italy. And I tried to shoot as much as possible um, all around. So uh, luckily in this year or in 2022, there were the world champs. Um, so I was, was able to, to get a place or a spot on the German team and, uh, we went to France. So it's, uh, it was fair, a fair, a fair enough travel. So it was a four, four and a half hour car ride. So we went bish. And then I saw all the U S guys They were, they were beating the crap out of the rest of the gang. I mean, uh, uh, performance wise. And, uh, until this. This uh, date, I, I, I thought we are pretty good in what we do. And then we saw what's really possible. And the most impressive thing I saw during, during the World Champs was Austin Bushman bringing home the win. I mean, he had to clean the stage, this, this uh, uh, whole thing. So he, I think it was 10-round stage, or was it an 8-round? I think it was a 10-round stage. I think uh, so. 10 holes, 10 rounds, one target, and had to bring it home. And he cleaned it. And that was just ice cold. And, and from yeah. there on, I, I changed my, my, view, my point of view of how to train and what to train. And uh, yeah, this is how I got addicted. And it's okay. Uh, that's all. And so that's perfect. It kind of leads in, it leads in my next question. So you, you haven't been doing this a real long time, but you, you're really good. What what does your your Thank training you. look like? Um, I mean, is there are, are there certain drills that you like to do, or um, once you saw all this, what became your your primary focus? I mean, what, what what I saw there, especially with with the U.S. guys, was was their their performance. Before the shot, I mean, they were not wasting any movement, no energy. It was just like a like a robot, like a robot. Mm-hmm. They they were moving like robots, and and there was no waste of of movement, no waste of time, no waste of energy. It was just back gun behind, close the bolt, pull the trigger, done. That was uh, the the first thing I saw. Then I started uh, listening to to. Um, Morgan King's podcasts, um, and also uh, Chet Heckler and Francis Collin, mm-hmm. like probably a lot of guys do. Right. And uh, especially with with Morgan podcasts, there were there there are so many uh, gold nuggets in it. And uh, if you ask me for for training purposes, I do all my training with two two LR. Really. So, yeah, I go maybe maybe once a week, maybe ahead of a competition, I go. Twice a week, uh, uh, center fire shooting on a hundred meter range, uh, uh, dot drills, 
but uh, I usually shoot four to five hundred rounds two to LR a week. How much? Just for four hundred to five hundred around. Wow. Just and I try to do it every day. I mean, I, I try to do to pull every day a minimum of of twenty to fifty times a trigger, just to get used to the to the trigger, um, and. And most of them, I mean, what, what do you miss with 2-2-LR is the recoil. Recoil yeah. management sucks. I mean, there is no recoil. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's just pain, pain in the ass. But uh, what, what do you learn is uh, effective movement. So I call it explosion. You, you can explode as soon as, as soon as the bolt is open until the, the, the bolt gets closed again is what I call explosion. It comes from, from pistol shooting. So you can compare pistol shooting with, with rifle shooting. The time frames are different, especially if you, if you have the finger on the trigger, but uh, explosion and patience. So you explode until you're on the target and have the finger on the trigger, then you need patience. And as soon as you open the bolt again, so pull the trigger, squeeze, freeze, uh, measure, correct, do whatever, as soon as you open the bolt, you can explode again and move as fast as possible to the next position, to the next target, to whatever you have to do until you close the bolt, have the finger back on the trigger. Then you need patience. Uh, and this is what I train with 2 to lr That's phenomenal. In Efficiency in movement. Um, okay. And then, so are you doing, you say you're doing dot drills. Is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, it was it like 50 meters for the 22 or what distance no, for, you know? uh, on, on, on the 22, uh, I, I built myself, uh, a field shooting out to 250 meters. I grew oh, okay. up on a farm. I grew up on a farm and, uh, yeah, we have places. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're, you're doing, I mean, I'm shooting, uh, I'm shooting steel. I'm shooting steel with two, two LR. Okay. Uh, because this, the, the second thing there, I, I mean, for, it works for me. What I figured out there is if you miss with a 2-2 LR, you also have to measure the miss and correct on it. So usually mm -hmm. I'm shooting one-shot drills. And if I miss it, I measure it, I correct it, I do a two-shot drill just to get okay. the confirmation that it wasn't me. It was, or it was me and not anything else just to, to get the hit on the plate. Okay, so you do so you're doing a lot of one shot drills. Yes, sir. Okay, are you timing yourself? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Usually, usually I, I try not to to bring extra pressure in it. I mean, as soon as I see something new on a on a uh, on a competition, I try to rebuild back home. I learned carpenter before I went to the army, so uh, I have all the obstacles, all the positions back home. And okay. I, I build them all by myself if, if I see something special. I mean, I started in 2022. There were still this wobbly rope thing stuff and, and all this. Pain Not, in so the ass. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. But I rebuilt all of them just to figure out how to, to, to handle it because it was totally new for me. Okay. And, and so I tried to build the positions, try to, to build the obstacles, and, and then I start training. And, and usually I don't start with time pressure on that. Okay. That's really interesting. Okay, so what's, what's, uh, 
like a technique. Okay, so I, I I listen to Morgan's podcast as well, and I and I think it there are some gold nuggets is the best way to put it. Like you said, so is what what's a good or a new technique or something that you learned from like coming over here and shooting um, or shooting with any of the, the U S guys when they were over there. Um, like do you, do you troop lines any different or, um, or is it all just trial and error and figure it out? Well, in, in that special case, I mean, I, I started shooting in the U S that was, the, there was a dream coming up just be, after after world champs, um, and and I didn't know I I have to go to the states because the best shooters in the world are there, and and you guys are blessed with the possibilities you have. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I was I was uh, this year I was or last year I was for five weeks in the states. I visited a few places and never anybody or everybody has a shooting range range behind his house out to a thousand yards where it's impossible, just impossible here in Germany. So uh, this is something I, I, I figured out pretty fast is the possibilities you guys have to shoot here is, is unbeatable. So I call it blessed. Uh, everybody who wants can live his passion as, as long as he doesn't disturb anybody else. Uh, uh, amazing. Yeah. really amazing and i mean the level here in the states is is so high i mean if you if you want to become better you have to go to the states so i didn't expect anything on that point but as you mentioned uh, morgan king for example his one shot drill with his five second so it means mm -hmm. this five second drill i i call it five second drill uh this is something i train a lot and i, I just did it today in, in the morning I went for center fire training. I have my timer with me. And when I shoot center fire dot drills, I, I have a, a part time at five seconds. That means uh, I have to be in position with the finger on the trigger on the target after five seconds. And then I, I celebrate the trigger pull. That means another three to four seconds just to, to feel it. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, a special thing I I. I pulled from from morgan's podcast yeah so. that's awesome okay well and so for those that don't know seppo's first match in the states was uh the king of Cole canyon match in raton where he freaking tied for first at his first u.s match ever and not an easy match to say the least uh, uh, all luck no skill no oh, bullshit. It, it, I mean, so I, I was, I was really glad I got to squad with you, and you're. I think what the way you describe, like the explosive, and then the pay, like you were, you're very dynamic to watch. It's, it's, it's really neat. Um, can you tell me, tell us what you thought about that match? Um. One, it being like, you know, your first U.S. match, then tying for first. I mean, what, what I do mean, you think? I mean, what, what happened there is I, I, I uh, signed in for the match and I saw Austin Bushman 
was was in that squad, and I tried to to be squatted with him because uh, watching, uh, we we call it Lala. It's it's uh, listening, watching, learning, adapting. So uh, monkey see, monkey do, and uh, I I I didn't know didn't know his name. I saw him at the World Champs, so I, I tried to be with with somebody I know. I know he's performing uh, on a on a high level, so I I squatted with him. And luckily, we came together. So it was you, it was uh, Clayton Porter, it was Jack Shore, you, Austin, Kyle Harmon. Yeah. Uh, Nick. It was a really good squad. That was that was an amazing squad. And uh, and just to be honest, I came over and I expected nothing. I mean, the the, the very least thing I expected was this uh, shit talking. <laughs> just just in the squad and and uh, the very first day everybody was looking at me and I, it was I, I i didn't felt uncomfortable it was just uh, the german yeah nobody nobody expected anything or, or or didn't know how to handle me and i was just there and i was just watching and listening and <laughs> crazy they 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 are they are as crazy as i'm so <laughs> <laughs> that that was an amazing experience, and and I just shot. Just just to be honest, there was no pressure. There was nothing. I don't have to prove anything because nobody did know me, and I was watching you guys the whole day, and I I, I noticed things I I saw I I'd like to learn. I want to make as good as you guys did, and, and and so on. And I shot as good as as possible. And I said there was no pressure. Uh, there was no mental thing because I don't have to show you anything. I couldn't show you anything. And uh, day two was much more, how do you say it, uh, relaxed, more, more relaxed than okay. day one because uh, everybody, I mean, after one day shooting together, uh, having a beer together and, and, and so on, yep. was much more relaxed. So, but no pressure, no, no uncomfortable feelings, no nothing. Uh, shit talking, so I started shit talking too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you you, uh, you held in there pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and I it, it worked well. I mean, I did. Yeah, I you never, did. You did I never, I never watched for for results and 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 uh, just did my very best on on these two days and uh, I was luckily in a in a very good squad with you guys and uh, we had a lot of fun and I think that was that was the best experience ever so far. Good. I it was dude, we were we were all I mean not not to wish ill on on the, any of the other guys but when we saw how close it was going to be I I think all of us were we're pulling for you just to win it outright. I mean, it. I mean, such a. Uh, do 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 you remember, uh, Kale? Kale, it was on one of the stages where he, I think, he zeroed a stage. Yeah. And and do you remember how how strong he came back? How how fast he came over this 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 gap this this well he had to go through. Yeah. This valley so of tears. Yeah, so I, I had Kale on a couple episodes ago, and we actually talked about that stage. Uh, and yeah, he went to the zero board check. You know, it, it it was what it was, and he came back. I think he still finished top ten at that match. I think it was ten, exactly yeah. number ten. 
I, I mm -hmm. think that that was amazing to watch. I mean, I, I didn't recognize it in the beginning. I just, uh, I think I asked Austin or Jack what what was going on. He said he's here. He's here at the stage for for no reason. I mean, he didn't. He was not able to explain it. Uh, but the wind was was a was a bitch there, and and whatever happened, and and he came back. And I think he 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 cleaned the net very next stage where I said, "What the heck?" Yeah. <laughs> Kale, Kale, Kale is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I mean, he won the whole thing this year, but yeah, I, I mean, that guy's a there's ice in his veins. So a machine. That's yeah. that's a robot, a machine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so how was? What did you think of? like like the course of fire and um because like so that that match has a decent amount of angle changes high wind very switchy winds um i mean what did you think of that or had you had you shot and stuff like that before no never ever uh, uh okay. i mean i i, I, I as I mentioned, I didn't expect anything. I was surprised that it was very prone or a lot of prone shooting yeah. because I thought uh, positional is, is very, very high, high, highly done here in, in the States. Mm -hmm. But uh, they say this is, is more prone, prone uh, match. Um, so I think I never shot so much prone in a competition before. But yeah. I, I mean, compared to, to what I did here, because here in Europe uh, during that time or during until 20, end of 2022, we had all this wobbly, wobbly chain rope thing and stuff. So on, that was nice not to have to shoot that. Um, but uh, as I said, I, I haven't expect anything on, on that point. Uh, I took it like, like it came. I mean, yes, yeah. for me it was I everything just... nice and, and uh, everything was a learning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just curious. I mean, that's I think that that match is so unique. Uh, it is a very heavy prone match. I think it has to do with one where it's at. You know, they they you know there's not a a ton of props, and that's not like a their permanent range. You know, the Whittington Center lets them come in, yeah. but but they make all the targets really small. Yep, and. Uh, I, I love, so I, I've been, I've been to all those matches or all the Raton matches, except I'm not going to make it this year. I can't make it this year. So I'm actually really you, bummed. You don't. No, I, so don't I'm, I'm starting, uh, I'm going to start shooting NRL Hunter this year. Okay. And, uh, there's a match the same weekend, uh, as the, the Raton match. Okay. I mean, NRL Hunter is still on my on my bucket list. I I have to do some NRL Hunter matches. I'm I'm honestly really excited about it. Uh, I I've been wanting to shoot it for a while, but I was so dedicated to PRS, and I finally have my my rifle should be done in a couple weeks or so. Yeah. So. No, I'm excited. I, I will. I will do once some 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 when. I mean, not not this year and probably not next year. But uh, yep. right now my main focus is PRS. Yeah, I think are it's you, it's a, it's a good. I'm a lefty, yes, sir. 
Okay, well, if you're over here and you want to go to a match, you can use my rifle if you want to. <laughs> Thank the you. one time I get to help by being lefty. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, heck. I'll I'll be your uh, I'll be your little I'm... caddy and just carry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but not on your very first narrow match. You should shoot it by yourself, don't you? <laughs> but maybe you have an old Remington 700 something somewhere around, and just give you know, it a so try. that that old Remington. That's that is the only uh, that's the only bolt gun I own that's right handed. Really? Yeah, because yeah, back at that time there weren't a whole lot of left handed options and. It just kind of it was what it was. That that was the main reason for the Ram Seven Hundred, and and then mainly I I started or the Blazer the Blazer is a left hand too, but mm -hmm. uh, mainly I I shoot semi autos for hunting, uh, so there is I don't care lefty righty, I'm Yeah, se so. semis I don't really care, but uh, yeah, the bolt gun it, it dropped. Now that I have left handed bolt guns. Dude, I'm like, I don't know how I ever did this. <laughs> Same here. I mean, I, I never tried it. I, it was always pain in the ass to 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 run a, a right-handed bolt gun as a lefty, and uh, no, no, I, I I was too stupid. I mean, yeah. I, uh, well, and then I see, you know, that this is one of my biggest pet peeves. I'll, like, if I'm on Facebook or something, and someone will post like, "Hey, I need a left-handed rifle," and this, you know, what do you suggest? And then you go into the comments and these. These jackasses like, well, have you ever tried running a right-handed rifle as a lefty? You can, you have your support hand right there, and you can just reach up and run the bolt, and it's incredibly fast. I'm like, do you shoot uh, a left-handed rifle on purpose as a right-handed shooter? No, yeah, shut no, up. forget that. No, 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 no. <laughs> forget that. Yeah, it, it, but yeah, anyways, that's a that's a pet peeve of mine. I just, no, nope. Facebook is where intelligence goes to die <laughs> uh it drives me nuts uh okay so oh uh, go ahead no no just sorry so walk walk me through uh your your rifle setup uh you mean the the, the old one or probably the new one <laughs> changing it up <laughs> yeah i changed, okay, I changed uh, a lot what, of it. what you're gonna be shooting uh, so I, I came from an MDT uh, chassis and I uh, running foundation. So uh, came to the dark I start... side, my friend. <laughs> I, Which foundation? I, uh, the Centurion. Nice. The Centurion. I have it since three months. Three months. So I, I got it four weeks ahead of the of the finale in uh, in Kansas, but okay. uh, but uh, I was still not willing to bring it. As I, yeah, I had a, as I had an MDT ACC chassis over there in the States waiting for me. So it was uh, weight reason and, and also uh, confidence. Is it right, Bernie? Confidence reasons? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did a lot of training with it, but uh, shot the finale with, uh, with the uh, MDT thing. And then uh, was beginning of November. There was the very last uh, competition here in Europe, in Slovakia. Or the very last competition down in Slovakia, so uh, I shot it there, and I, on after day one, I had a lead of ten points, nine points, 
and I uh, was able to bring the 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 win home with a four or five point lead. That's awesome. So, uh, is it black? Did you get a black one? Say again. Did you get a black one? Uh, no, just just the stark distressed. So uh, yeah. Moritz Meyer, this uh, Alpine Precision, is doing the the import stuff for for Foundation and Lone Peak Arms here in Germany, and who, who uh, is? He, Moritz Moritz Meyer, the guy who's traveling with me, so the dealer of hearts, <laughs> the weapon dealer of of heart of our hearts, uh, and he has a special color with with uh, with Foundation, who made a special color with John. It's it's dark distressed something I don't know. Yeah. So so. Yeah, it's okay. it's not bright, it's not black, it's 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 not not too dark. Yeah. It's it's a nice color. Um, and I'm running an LPA, a Lone Peak Arm action, uh, with a benchmark barrel on the one system. On the second system, I'm running a Pixen Andy barrel. Here in Europe, Pixen Andy Andy lives 45 minutes away from where I live, out of Kushtan. Really? Yeah. And uh, and he's mainly known here not for his triggers but for his barrels. So he started with barrels, and really? he's a he's a world class bench rest shooter. So uh, he's he's doing bench rest and uh, had problems with getting barrels during that time out of the states. So he started his own business with doing barrels, and he's making great barrels. So uh, I have the one system with a Bixen Andy barrel. I brought this barrel to the finale, and on the other one is a is a benchmark barrel. In so I just get reassembled or I get a new barrel on on the benchmark barrel system. Uh, I run a TMB uh, muscle break on it. I mean, I I don't have problems with getting punched in my face, so. <laughs> but I I love the recoil reduction. Uh, yeah. I just did it. I I just recorded a uh, podcast episode with uh, BJ from Without Warning a couple of days ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, I mean, talk, we'll talk about it after I mean, this. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, if you if you like get punched in your face, that's the right break. And and uh, if you if you're looking for recoil reduction, uh, in my opinion, that's the right break. But as I said, you I have to get used to it. You, you well, have to so get used to it. I, I will say, and we talked about this on the show, but the the tuner being directly behind the brake, I feel like it diverts a pretty decent chunk off of the shooter. Yeah, I, I never tried it without the, the tuner, but uh, compared to a APA Fat Bastard or, or other brakes, uh, that's that's a huge amount of punching punching your it, face especially if you shoot out a box out, out of a box there somewhere oh, is, oh my gosh I, I it feels like your your ear protectors fly away <laughs> i i was uh i was at the the match in arkansas at twisted barrel this year and they they have a bunch of connexes and uh i was standing at the end uh, talking to the RO while uh, some old, uh, Kate Estes was was getting ready to start, and I didn't realize she started and she shot that TMB inside the Connex, and I literally ran out. I mean, dude, it's they're ungodly loud, but what but the damn, heck, yeah. they work. It, yeah. Anyways, continue. I, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but continue. Um. 
Yeah, I, I was running Carlos Carlos glasses, uh, but I change I change glasses to ZCO, so zero compromise. Is uh, those are amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean, we 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 are blessed with some pretty good uh, optic manufacturers here in Europe. Um, so I started with Schmidt and Bender, came yeah. to Carlos, and I I also tried a Leupold. And, yep. and I, I, I tested all of them side by side on the shooting range and on different conditions uh, outside with getting darker, with fog, with, with stuff. And, and the ZCO just supports my style of shooting the best. That's what yeah, I, I and did. you're right. There's, there's, I mean, there's so, so many good options. But it's, I run a ZCO as well. And I, I've got one on my PRS gun and I've got one on my, my hunting rifle. I mean, I'm I'm not willing to say any optic is better than the other. They're all good, but right. but you have to figure out what what supports your style of shooting, and yes. and so uh, different different humans, different eyes, different uh, conditions, different whatever. Right. Um, you have to find the right equipment that supports you and doesn't disturb you. So I I agree, and that's that's what's I so I I have a hard time with with scopes because I do think once you get to a certain level, um. I mean, they're all so unbelievably good. Uh, I do think it comes down to your specific eyes. Um, yep, I agree. On, on what what will uh, work best is, and then outside of that, it the it's got to be mechanically sound. It, it, you know, and, yep. and I mean, ZCO is. And another part are probably radicals. I mean, as I come from a team of three. Uh, probably nobody uses Tremor 3 anymore in PRS shooting, not, not that I know. And, and, and in the beginning with this, with this uh, uh, grid or with, with, the, with the Christmas trees, radicals down there, this, this very open ones, I yep. was a little bit surprised how somebody can hold it and, and shoot it and, and stuff like that. So uh, uh, ZCO has the Tremor 5 radical in it. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was a, a great option for testing, but right now I'm coming back to the 2X MPCT 2X. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, I think I think CCO and, has some of the best reticles on the market right now. Um, same again. I, I I don't think that that there is one bad. Radical on the market. I mean, there are there are bad radicals, sure there are, but uh, yeah. But it, it feels just good. I mean, especially the two X is uh, it, it it fits my style of shooting. It, yeah. I I can handle it. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, to say and I, I, I run it, the three uh, X, which okay. is, it's this it's the same thing, but it's got the circles at the mill the mill marks. Yeah. But, uh, okay. What about uh, what's your scope mount? Uh, I was using AirAttack. That's a German company, so they okay. are known for the for. I mean, they're in the civilian market, but the, all our uh, military mounts are made from AirAttack. All the military sniper mounts are made from AirAttack because they are undestroyable. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, right now I'm running CCO mounts. I'm getting, okay. getting the the heavy mounts from CCO, okay. and. Uh, just just standard 
That's coming okay. with the scopes. So let's see. Okay, I think we covered. And then what what bags are you using? Uh, Armageddon gear, but okay. the, the the plus one. Also, oh, a gold yeah. nugget. Uh, the a gold nugget from from uh, from uh, Morgan. Yeah. Was the medium is too too small for me. I, I I just don't feel comfortable with it. The the game changer was too big. So I went for the plus one, and I love it. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Heavy heavy sand, uh, as heavy as possible, and and so on. Is that the only bag you use? Um, mainly, yeah. I mean, I have a plate bag, a small plate bag. If you if you shoot a, a tripod rear with a plate bag in front, uh, just the Armageddon gear standard plate bag, but the, okay. the lightweight version. So uh, it's lightweight. It's Git light. It's called Git yeah. light. Mm-hmm. Git light filled, just for weight reasons. Um, and I have a self-made small uh, pump bag, if uh, if I need one, very light one, for whenever I feel I have to use it, I, I have it on my back. So. Okay. It it okay. takes no room. So usually I, I come with three bags. Yeah. Okay. And what about uh, these binoculars for spotting? No. Uh, I have this. Um, how's it called? The Bushnell. The 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 Bushnell scope with uh, the trim of th- four in it. So uh, it's a it's a it's a not a binocular. It's a five uh, or ten ten to forty. Uh, spotting, spotting scope, scope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. straight straight okay. through. I'm running a um, terrapin for long for the the uh, as a laser rangefinder, the Victronics terrapin. Uh, yeah. Really. And right then other people tripod. use you as their rangefinder. <laughs> yeah, that's Morris again. <laughs> the weapon dealer, weapon dealer of trust. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's using, he's using my my distances, and uh, it works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so, and the reason I wanted to run through through all the stuff that you use, um, but so do you? Do you see a difference between how guys in the states uh, set up their rifles or the gear, the manufacturers that they use, versus what you see a lot of in Europe? Um, do, do you want to want to hear the, the the truth or my, my honest opinion on that? Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to play with the best in the world, you have to copy what they use and just adapt on 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 your on your specific style of shooting. So uh, mm-hmm. I I I started with a few European companies just to try it out. But uh, in in the very end of the world champs, I I bought Lone Peak Arms actions, U.S. barrels. Uh, I mean, the the Bixenandi barrel is uh, is different, but but same quality right. and so on. Um, but uh, I usually buy all my equipment in the states because yeah, uh, uh, okay, you, you you can't really compare it for this specific task of 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 competition shooting. Okay. So I think the best equipment comes from the states. Okay. Just to be honest, that's and, and I mean, are there because uh, like I've shot with you and a handful of the other guys um, coming over from Europe, and it seems like uh, like I saw a lot of 
uh, MDT and MPA chassis and like yep. loophole and CCO. Uh, but, you know, y'all are, I would also say y'all are the, at the top echelon of, you know, of international shooters that are competing. And so is, is that what is y'all set up similar to what a lot of other guys in Europe are running or no. is, or no, they, 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 okay. I, I, I mean, if I would have known what, what the difference in the equipment is, I, it could have saved me a lot of money and, and probably they run through the same experience. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I don't want to name any, any manufacturer yeah. uh, guys are running here. Uh, but, uh, if it comes to to this all these kind of different conditions you can face during a PRS match, I mean winter, snow, uh, summer, dust, uh, dirt, uh, whatever, uh, the 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 action the the system has to handle all these conditions, and yeah. I don't want to have a system where where I where I have uh, uh, male functions, re uh, loading male functions, uh, whatever, uh, firing pin breaking, and, and and I can expect it all the time. Yeah. I mean, you can expect it with, with your equipment or US equipment too, but uh, it's usually no, no problem. I mean, I yeah. had not a single, I had not a single male function with a long peak arm action. They're, they're uh, really nice. I got, I got my first two of them uh, this past year, and they're. I run it. I run impact on uh, my PRS rifle, but I've I've got uh, my hunting rifle is a Lone Peak, and my NRL Hunter is as a Lone Peak. And and with the with the system with the with the rifle I had before, I had. Uh, I would say every second stage I had a, a, a loading male function because the, the bullet didn't chamber or whatever. Wow. Uh, it really was pain in the ass. So, yeah. uh, so I had to, I had to uh, fix my lips on the, on the magazines on the tens of a millimeter exactly. Otherwise it wouldn't have worked. So I had my caliper, my, my measurement uh, thing with me just to flex the the mag lips every time the exact spot and and uh, it was just pain in the ass. Golly. Maybe it, it wasn't built for this purpose. I mean, whatever. But okay. um, best equipment in the states invest the money and and buy buy what the the best guys use and. Uh, uh, Buying cheap means you buy not only once, you buy a couple, couple of times. Yeah. If you buy cheap. Yep. Okay. And so you shot you shot a handful of matches over here last year and then shot the finale. Came in top fifty and one top international shooter. Yes, sir. Congratulations. That's a Thank hell of much. hell of an accomplishment. Thank you very much. What did you think when they uh, when you found out that you were top international? Because man, there were some studs that came to the, came to the match. That's right, but a top international top international means oh, for the overall season. 
And right. uh, there, there were two internationals better than me. So it was uh, uh, Daniel Gibbons and this guy from New Zealand. And uh, they were better, but but I won because I shot more matches in the United States. So I I probably wouldn't have won top international if they were able had been able to to spend more time in the states and shoot there. So uh, hmm. I, I until now I was not I wasn't able to to beat uh, Daniel Gibbons from from Ireland. I yeah. had it. I had it once until the uh, I had it once beginning of August. I was in the UK, shot a match there. I was leading till the very last stage, dropped three points. He won with one point ahead of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Still Dan, Dan was in my squad at the finale. That he yes. unbelievable, a uh, heck of a shooter. I mean, so uh, uh, yeah, a t- top international. Uh, I think with the new European series, it becomes heavier or more difficult to to win it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, we have to, we have to grow. I I think it's awesome. I love that they're doing the new series like that. I think it's I think it's going to mesh the two worlds together yep. really well, and and it's going to be harder for everybody. Yep. Especially, I mean, if, if you guys can shoot matches here in Europe. I mean, if somebody's willing yeah. to come over, shoot a, shoot a match and, and take his points, may, maybe takes a win back home, has 100 points for the yeah. U.S. series. Uh, and vice yeah. vice. Uh, awesome. Re- really yeah. awesome. I talked to my wife. Uh, I told her about it. Uh, and I'm not going to be able to do it this year, but I am planning on it, it, at least one match for 2025 to come over uh i mean dude how freaking awesome would that be <laughs> i uh, mean would, would be yeah, awesome I'm, just let, let let me far let me know far ahead and uh i can organize a few things and bad Absolutely. and whatever you need. i mean we just yeah. can't shoot here in in germany <laughs> that's that's fair that's fine but yeah i think I, i'm i'm super looking forward to it i think it'll be I think it'll be fun. And so uh, you are shooting uh, the world championship match in Colorado this year. Correct? I, I hope so. Uh, I mean, there are qualification guidelines out and uh, I have to sign in till beginning of May and hopefully I get, I get a slot there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm planning on it uh, so far. Okay. Until okay. So, you, so y'all's selection is in May. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, you have to bring in your your results and, and and you have to sign in. So nobody comes to you and says, "Would you please go?" Uh, you have to bring your results and and then they compare it and, and decide who's going and who's not. Okay. But uh, there, there's a, a fair chance to to go. Yeah. Okay. So the last championship match in France, the U.S. team did shoot very well and i think i think it was kind of expected for the first the first match like that what do you how do you see the team stacking up this year Uh, the u.s team well just um the u.s team in relation to all of the other international teams um i mean 
I, I have a few names in, in, in my head that are on the US team list. And uh, probably, probably very, very, very hard to beat. I mean, oh, yeah. just just to be honest, if you if you if you see mathematic wise, uh, it it could be easier to become world champion in the United States than winning a golden bullet in the United States. I would agree just, with that. Just, just to be honest, because you have fifty guys hunting for a golden bullet, for example, uh, but there you have six guys, and and uh, I mean, I don't hope it, but maybe. Six guys have a bad day. Yeah, uh, but but uh, the the probability that uh, fifty guys have a bad day uh, is probably not coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I will say so. I did a we I did an episode with Greg Bell, and we were talking about the U.S. Okay. team, and we filled because uh, last time we didn't fill all of the uh, divisions. Okay, and this year we we have full teams in every division. And it, the people that are representing the U.S. this year are amazing. Uh, I mean, yes, there's no other in in every spot. I mean, um, but anyways, but and that's not to get on to, on how good the U.S. team is. But I, what I think is really interesting is I I'm really intrigued to see how much the gap closes. Because with so many of y'all coming over here and shooting matches, and not only shooting matches, I mean, I mean, hell, you know, you, you tied for first with Austin Bushman. I mean, the the current oh. world champion. So I mean, it, only it's, luck. Uh, no, but it's a. Uh, I mean, how do you think that's going to be? I mean, do you think? To, you think to, to be a, honest, I mean, to 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 be honest, uh, um. Everybody wants to win. That, yeah. That's first first thing to say. Uh, but uh, I don't think that we can beat the US team this year. To, uh, the, the gap will be tighter. This is what happens probably. But but I don't think then that we can beat a US team. No, so we, okay. we we are still too far behind. That's I mean I would love to to do it right. or, or whoever. I mean. It's it's always easier to come from the rear side or from the back side and 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 hunting something instead of getting hunted, and yeah. the US team will be hunted. I mean, they they run in front of the rest and and on their home ground and and uh, yeah, that's not yeah. an easy situation. But uh, but just to be honest, uh, uh, it will be tough, not to say yeah. impossible, but but. Uh, it, close to yeah no i i mean i just i'm i wanted to get you know someone else's opinion especially someone from you know another country you know from an outsider's point of view not not that we probably show mercy uh, i mean this is <laughs> no you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't but uh but uh, uh yeah i i figured out then the the level here in the states uh and and yeah that's the reason why i'm coming over Right. I want to become better. And, and so you're going to be in the States for an extended chunk of time this year, right? Uh, yeah. A uh, couple of, couple of weeks. So, uh, I'm planning to come over in April and leaving in June again. So, uh, two months in a row. So okay. that means, 
that means I'm running I'm running eight matches. Uh, I could run nine matches, but uh, on this weekend I'm joining a class in Oklahoma. So you I'm doing the J Tech class? Yes, sir. Yeah, just right. I, I only heard good, good things, and and uh, fishing for gold nuggets again, just yeah. to to see what 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 where can I improve? How can I improve? What can I improve? I mean, uh, I only have the experience. I don't train with with other people's because uh, there are so so less or so few. Uh, um, shooters prs shooters here here in germany and and the main the main area of shooting prs is here in south bavaria uh so we know all all the shooters and we we know each other uh fishing for gold nuggets so jtech class yeah. i think it's worth the money uh only well, good. there there are a lot of wins out of that group of guys <laughs> <laughs> What I hear, I mean, you, you only have to 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 read the names, uh, and then, and you f can fall on your knees. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's it's pretty incredible what that group has accomplished. Yeah, and and yeah, now you can damn near get a whole rifle built in Oklahoma with uh, now Austin Orgain having a barrel company in Oklahoma. Yeah, this is what I was reading on. I think was Facebook or was it Instagram, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I, I was reading the story, but yeah, uh, I stay I stayed here for uh, for uh, two months, shooting eight uh, competitions, and uh, get this class, and uh, then I'm coming back in August for another two matches. I bring my family, so wife okay. and four kids. That was Heck the yeah. deal. <laughs> that was the deal. If if you go for two months, we come with you ahead of the world champs. Uh, but they probably have to leave just ahead of the world champs because in the week when the world champs start, the school in Germany starts again. So gotcha. So okay. I have to have to drop them somewhere around on an airport and uh, send them back home. Okay, so I will stay for another ten days. Shoot the world champs and coming back then. Okay. And then hopefully, hopefully for the final again. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh well I hope I get to run into you at a match. I'm shooting a bunch of them this year, but I mean I'm signed in for the, the best in Texas in uh college station already. In oh okay. I need to April. I still need to register for it, but I'll be at that one. So I'm signed in. I'm squatted already. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so you're coming in April. Hold on. I'm, give me two seconds. I'm pulling up my. Uh, oh, I can't. It won't let me do that. Uh, the week. The week after Eastern. I okay. So then, are you going to go shoot the Oki Showdown? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. And the Punisher? Nope. Punisher is somewhere in June, isn't it? Uh oh, yes. So the probably the last match I'm planning to shoot, I mean, is the Pick River Precision Ham. Okay. Rocky Rocky Mount. 
Okay. From from the Box Canyon, Box Canyon till the Pig River Precision Hub. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, there is a NRL Hunter match May 31st. May 31st. Ah, uh, there's the King of Coal Canyon. Oh yeah, that's the one. That, and never mind. That's that's why I'm not going. I forgot. That's the that's the match. There's, yeah, there's my, my uh, there's a new newer range of Cap Rock Rifle Club that's uh like two hours from me, uh, and they they yeah, uh, no putting on their their first. I, said, I have it. I have it. I have it on my bucket list that I want to shoot NRL Hunter. But I still have no clue about rules, about uh, what is allowed, what not, what what to do, how to do. Uh, I mean, I, I really would love to see NRL Hunter matches here in Europe. But uh, That'd be pretty I don't cool. know. Uh, just to get a feeling for it, just to, to figure out is it is it what I love or or not. I mean. Yeah, I... I I think it'll I think it'll be a good time. Uh, I think my first one is in March, but um, if you ever if you if you want and you're over here, you you welcome to all of my stuff. Thank you I very much. A, I have a set of Swaro EL ranges on the way that should hopefully be here in a few days. Hopefully, I'm coming back to this offer. <laughs> No, yeah. but uh, but the season starts in beginning of February, so third and fourth of February, where I'm France. So there's the very first uh, match here in Europe, the European PRS series match. Okay. Then we have have another one in the middle of March, and then then I'm out. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, thank you for coming on. It, it's you're uh, you're pretty exceptional. The your history and what you got going is it's thank you. It's very amazing to be able to talk to someone like yourself and be able to learn something. So I I, I greatly appreciate it. And I think I hopefully the people listening picked up some something as well. Thank you for having me on. I mean, it was that's my that's a very unique experience. It's my very first podcast thing i'm usually very shy well you did you did you did you did good i promise thank you um are you are you sponsored by anyone do you do you need to give any shout outs to any any companies or anything like that not not really okay. i mean i've already got all your all your stuff and we'll, we'll tag them all on uh facebook yeah. and everything when it goes up. i have uh, the, the the very or there is one thing I want to thank you guys over there in the States to, to uh, welcome guys like me the way you do it, because uh, that's not, that's not usually normal. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, I, I've been in the States of first time 1998 for skydiving reasons. And then, and then for training a, a fair amount of time. But what I, what I experienced here through the sport, that is very unique. Getting in contact with with normal people, uh, getting invitations, 
and so on. You name it. Thank you very much. I mean, we, thank yeah, you for, man, for, I, it's, for having guys like me. Thank you yeah, for for being there. It, honestly, I I think it's it's so cool to get to learn from from people, you know, from different walks of life. And I mean, we I think we can all learn something from each other. And you're you're essentially a professional shit fucker, just like the rest of us. So you fit in pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a hard choice to to do it but it's it's yeah. been it's been fun yeah still still have problems with the language but uh <laughs> you, you, you do really well honestly very well thank you but it would be much easier if i could uh, uh shit talking in bavarian slang <laughs> but nobody would understand me anymore <laughs> do it come over here and do it And then and then teach me a couple things so I can I can be a little less uneducated. <laughs> yeah, probably probably that's not the right right thing you uh, you can learn from myself. <laughs> hey, well, you can come over here and and yell and cuss and and uh, Bavarian slang, and then if anyone asks you, it's like, oh, I was telling them good luck, and then they'll just think you're a nice guy. But no one's gonna, no one will know the difference. <laughs> well, I, I will give it a try <laughs> <laughs> all right man well hey like i said thank you again i, I greatly appreciate it and uh, i look forward to to seeing you when you get over here and uh if i can ever help with anything please let you know let me know thank you very much thank you for having me on all right talk to you soon bye bye